You're listening to episode 67 of the Musicpreneur Mindset Podcast. Hey, we're Sub Radio. You're listening to the Musicpreneur Mindset Podcast. Here's your host, Suze, founder of the Rockstar Advocate. Hello, you're listening to episode 67, Musicpreneur Spotlight, Jackknife Stiletto. I'm your host, Suze, a mindset coach helping music professionals get clear on their goals and find the time to get it all done while maintaining a healthy work-life balance. We're officially less than 30 days away from the Musicpreneur Mindset Summit, and tickets are about to go up in price in less than 48 hours, so don't wait. September 1st at midnight, prices will go up to $87, so lock in your summer special price now for our limited in-person tickets. You can purchase tickets to stream it, however, coming out live to an event can be incredibly impactful. Something different happens when you step outside of your normal day-to-day. You leave your comfort zone and gain a new perspective on the work you're doing, all while being surrounded by a community who understands where you've been and where you want to go. If you're constantly getting the, are you still doing that music thing, or what is it exactly that you do, or the when are you going to give that up and get a real job comments, it's time to join your music industry family for two and a half days on the beach in an intimate setting to build a strong, lasting foundation in your career, as well as build relationships that will get you through those tough times where it feels like no one understands. Having people to rely on in this industry is so important. Having a structure for clear communication and organization is also just as crucial and sometimes difficult to set up when you're overwhelmed with everything on your plate. We'll be addressing all of those things at the summit. However, we're also addressing it here today in my discussion with the badass ladies of Jackknife Stiletto. Jackknife Stiletto is an all-female rock and roll band from New York City. Their aggressive drive and punk attitude give them a sound all their own. But if you need a reference, and we all know most do, Then think Rancid meets Black Sabbath, but with chicks. Their latest release, Chronicles of Jane, Volumes 1 and 2, are out now on Joan Jett's label, Blackheart Records. It's a series of EPs and a comic book narrative featuring illustrations by Toronto artist Becca T.R. The project debuted at the NACC Top 200 charts at number 103 and was nominated for Best Rock EP by the Independent Music Awards. They've toured nationally, sharing the stage with Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, Cheap Trick, Murphy's Law, Less Than Jake, Anti-Flag, and Brett Michaels. These rockers have also brought the house down at South by Southwest and Warped Tour. I recently sat down with members Annie Stoic, Mel Funk, and Foxy Roxy to discuss how the hell they manage living their rock and roll dreams on the road with day jobs and what it's been like to be signed to Joan Jett's label. Now I'll warn you, due to some unfortunate tech issues, if you know me at all, you know that I'm no stranger to those, we did lose a piece of the interview, so unfortunately we don't have their answers to our rapid fire questions that I ask at the end of every interview. But luckily what we do have is their honest, no holds barred, hilarious take on what it's like behind the scenes for a successful touring group, and I know after this conversation you're going to be inspired to up your spreadsheet game in an effort to be half as organized as these badass bosses are. Take a listen. All right, so I'm here with the ladies of Jackknife Stiletto. Hello, how are you and thanks for being here. Good, how are you? Good, good. So could you all just um, briefly introduce yourselves to our audience? I gave everybody a little bit of a background about you, but let's uh, let them get to know who they're who they're listening to. 
I'm Annie Stoic, and I sing and play guitar. I'm Mel Funk, and I play the drums and sing backup. I'm Roxy, and I play bass. So it's hard to know where to begin with you, ladies, because you handle all of your own booking, your merch, your tech, your social media, plus you own a button company, which I really want to get back to in a moment. Yes. And <laughs> you all have multiple day jobs. You each have your own other commitments. So the content that you all put out is so great. Your pitches are professional. You have calls to actions on your website. Your merch is so well-branded. So, I mean, that's a lot to master and it's something that so many people struggle with. So was this stuff that was all intuitive for you guys or did it take a lot of time and effort to learn all of those pieces? Let, let us in on, on what it's been like for for your journey in the music business. Definitely a lot of... Uh you know, testing what works, what doesn't work. Um, we're very much into the whole branding, uh, making sure everything looks right in our websites and everything's the same on all of our social medias. So we definitely take a lot of that into consideration. We've definitely done a lot of wrong things that don't work. So we definitely <laughs> had um, a lot of trial and error. Yeah. And uh, so we're just hoping that we're going the right way right now and just keep doing it. And it's a lot of trial and error, but I think we're in the right direction at this point. Just keep learning what's coming up and keeping up with new technology and stuff too. Absolutely. I, I mean, I love your YouTube channel, all the different content that, you know, you guys come up with is all stuff that I talk to artists all the time about, you know, thinking outside the box in terms of like, I love, I think it was Mel who had the, oh shit gig bag or something <laughs> or like what's in your, like that was so interesting. And just to see, you know, how you pack for a show and all the, the different things that you bring with you, you know, just in case or, or extra pieces that, you know, you can forget when you go on tour. It was just so interesting. And people like me who don't perform, you know, sitting at home at their day job, like that stuff is really compelling. So when it comes to the business side of things, what keeps you guys passionate to keep learning and to keep trying it and, and trying new things? As far as keeping us passionate about it, uh, I think we have so much to prove, especially being an all-female band. It makes you feel really good knowing after the show happened or after the tour happened, knowing that we put so much work into it and seeing it come to life is an awesome feeling. Like we said, everything is trial and error. And then once you do learn something, you know, you make sure you do it better the next time. Even, even that, Oh shit bag, even that was all trial and error. It's, you know, <laughs> so, and someone goes, Oh shit, I need, and no one has it. So then you make sure that's the first thing you pack for the next tour or the next gig. So we're always learning, always working. If you're not passionate about it, then you know, then why only, are you doing it? Yeah, then why yeah. are you doing it? There's only so much you, you're going to do anyway. Um, I think passion is just, you have no other choice, really. You just have to do it. Yeah, I think that's a great answer. I, I find a lot of artists kind of allow themselves to get so overwhelmed by it that they fail to make progress with it or or are too afraid to try because they don't want to be wrong. And so I just think that it's it's great that you're out there and you're like, this is what we want and come hell or high water, you know, we, we'll just figure it out. We got to do it. I think that's such a great attitude to have. One of the things that I also really liked reading in your bio, which is something we talk about a lot on this podcast and, and online is you know, being able to give everybody a reference point and let new people who may not know you kind of invite them into what you sound like. And in your bio, you have Think Rancid Meets Black Sabbath with Chicks. <laughs> and it was, such a, it was such a fun and cool 
way to explain like what we're in store for when we hit play. So I'm just curious, how do you feel about it when it comes to comparisons, especially as you said, you feel like you have a lot to prove um, in your genre and, and as you build your career, how do you feel about comparisons? Do you feel, does it help? Do you, do you look at it as just, you know, this is how we market ourselves or does it rub you the wrong way if people compare you to other bands or, you know, especially being women, they'll just, you know, compare you to maybe a female band that is not even in your genre. Right. You know, how do, how do you guys feel about those things? Right. That, yeah, that happens a lot with um, comparing us to other female bands. Like, oh, you guys are like the Runaways. Oh, you guys are like Kitty. We're like, we're not like Kitty. We're not <laughs> <laughs> like love them but you know or look right. like you know country artists we don't even play that type of music yeah. it could be anything as long as there's a girl in it they compare you to it but on the other hand when you do get compared to someone whether it is the same genre or not sometimes it's a compliment sometimes it's wow i can't believe they just compared us to that that's awesome uh, especially if it's someone that we look up to and if it's someone that you haven't heard yet, sometimes it gives us a reason to go find a new artist and check them out. Yeah, uh, I, I kind of thought it was a funny idea to when people are like, because if you're a new listener, you don't know what we sound like. You're like, what do you sound like? Give me a band name to refer you to because they want to know something that they already know. Mm-hmm. No, it's very scary to listen to new music. <laughs> it's scary to go see a new band and go see new music. Um, so they do want a reference to at least start their um, ideas. And I think kind of putting two male bands <laughs> mix, it kind of like, oh, well, let me see what that's all about, you know, because right. we're not completely like Rancid. We're not completely like Sabbath, you know, it's just kind of like, you know, the mix of like hard rock and punk rock. Right. Um, and people like people like to be, you know, comfortable and familiar with whatever they're looking into. So that way it gives them a reference point. It's kind of the necessary evil. They know where you're starting and then take it from there. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, it's just a starting point. It's like it's getting them to hit play and, you know, then you stand by your own sound and your own talent and they stick around. Your latest release, Chronicles of Jane Volume 2, um, as well as Volume 1, is out on Blackheart Records, which is Joan Jett's label, nonetheless, which is pretty friggin' epic. And so many artists out there, you know, I hear all the time of, you know, their goal is to get signed. So what has working with a label done for you? And, you know, if you're able to tell us, like, is it this magic God fairy, you know, (laughs) solution that everyone hopes it is? Or, you know, can you, can you kind of give us a behind the scenes on what putting out an album with a label has been like? Um, it's definitely open doors for us. Um, it's still a very DIY label. Blackheart's very DIY. Um, so it's kind of just, we have to... You still have to do a lot of yeah, it's work. Yeah, you have to do a ton of the your own, light, even more light work on your own because, you know, they do have things that they could offer, but we have to do those things. You know, we don't have people that right. help us, you know, advance shows that they can help us get and things like that. Like, Oh, here we got you an in-store, but we got to advance it. We don't, you know, it's kind of like, it's still very, very DIY with, you know, us and them. Um, and now you have to prove that you're worth being on that label. So you have right. more to prove. So, yeah, exactly. So it's, a, it's a, it's a ton more work. Um, but even any label in general now, it's very rare for them to be like, Oh, well, here's a million dollars. I don't see any labels doing that. You know, they're probably going to help out with, you know, making the records, things like that. Um, but you still got to go and push and sell those records. You know, no one's going to do that for you, no matter what label 
um, you're on, you know, if you're gonna, if they're going to spend money on stuff, they want you making that back for them. So, um, yeah, it's a lot on the door, but you, you still have to be the one to walk through it. Yeah. So you definitely, right. have to, it's a lot more work. That's all. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think it was John Mayer who said in an interview or on a show somewhere that it was like the, or maybe it could have been like the ASCAP Expo possibly a few years back said, um, you know, getting signed, like that's the day the real work begins. Mm-hmm. And it, right. sound, it sounds like that's pretty accurate from what, from what you're sharing. For sure. Definitely. Yeah. I like how you put that, that it's like now you're there, but now you got to prove that you deserve to stay there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's something that uh, a lot of people don't think about. It's just like, Oh, okay. I got, if I get signed, everything will just be simple. <laughs> I'll just be, you know, that that's the reason nothing's going well for me is I'm not signed. And if I do that, then everything will be great. Being that you have come to understand that, did you kind of always go into that? Like, did you go into signing with a label, understanding that it was still going to be a lot riding on your shoulders? Or was this kind of like, was there like an awakening in terms of the fact that there's still a lot that um, you have to do yourself? Or was that just something you kind of always knew and moved forward with? I mean, when we were when we had the uh, new record ready to go, we didn't know whether or not it was going to be put out by Blackheart or not. So either way, we were ready to push it hard. So the fact that it was able to be released on Blackheart was amazing. And we're like, all right, now we got really, really, really got to work harder. At right. <laughs> um, not that anything would have changed that before, but definitely um, more things happened and more opportunities came up for us. So it was more work, but I wouldn't say, you know, we weren't going to keep doing it, whether that happened or not. And so when it comes to all of this responsibility to do all these things, because there's so much, many pieces to it. I mean, on, the, on this podcast, we don't, you know, get too much into the music. For all you listening, as a reminder, all of the links to their music are on, in the show notes. And I highly suggest you follow them and, and download and stream their music. And you can find all those links there. But with this podcast, we a lot of the times focus on the business end of things. And what is that process like when it comes to, you know, here's the list of all the pieces of the puzzle that we have to take care of. How does that all get divvied up? Google Docs. I was just going to say, we are obsessed with Google Spreadsheets. I, Annie, am addicted to Google Docs. (laughs) So we have a million spreadsheets that we all, all three of us have access to. We have a team log. We have logs of our merch. We have logs of expenses. We have logs of show dates and all the details that go with that and tours. Everything is in a Google Doc. So, and it's color coded. So we know. Oh, I love it. But. And then there's to-do list in there. And then once you complete something on the to-do list, you put it in the done list. And <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's all. We Google try to be Google as, oh, yeah, Google Docs is like, yeah. A lifesaver. It's great. Um, and you guys I'm, are like talking dirty to me right now. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Color-coded spreadsheets. I love it. Who wants those Google Docs? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, if 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 you if you're listening and don't know what Google Docs is, <laughs> if you all have Gmail, which I think you all need a Gmail account, but everything updates in real time, so you yeah. could, you know, it's so great and That's easy to find things. Actually, I can see when you're typing, right? On right. It, like so you can send messages time. to each other too if you want, <laughs> but. Yeah, but it's a great way to, you know, so that when we, like, we all just, you know, went to NAM and we all put our contact, like, people, business cards that we met, you know, who's following up with them, blah, blah. It's just such an easy way to 
know who's doing what, who sent an email. So we don't send double emails to people and look like, well, your other band member just emailed me. Why are you emailing me? You know, so I think it's like, it's probably one of the greatest things. <laughs> Thanks, Google. <laughs> if you're looking to sponsor bands, they're open to it. <laughs> no, that's great. And I love that you brought up that point of, you know, not just staying organized and taking action, but the communication portion of it is so important because of things like networking and building relationships when there's three or sometimes another band's four or five of you doing work at the same time. On one hand, you don't want things to fall through the crack, but on the other, you don't want things like that to happen where somebody's just like, uh, aren't you guys in communication? Like I already heard from you. <laughs> Are you contacting me again? Or, or even just the time, you know, that if you're, if you're tripling up on, on the same thing, then all that time and effort is wasted. So that that's a really good point uh, to bring up. And so do you guys live with one another? Do you live close by? Are you just in constant contact with one another? Like how do you manage making sure that, you know, you're, you're communicating clearly Text. group texting. We do. Uh, yeah, a lot of group texting. Emails. We, emails. We, you know, we we pretty much live near each other. You know, we're all in New York, but that could take hours to get to each other because oh, of traffic, no. you know. Yep. <laughs> um, we're just, you know, it's, it's very rare that a day at least goes by where, like, we haven't at least said something to each other. So, yeah. um, And we do rehearse uh, multiple times a week, so we see each other at rehearsals. So if there's anything important that needs to be brought up, we can also discuss it there. Sometimes we have separate band meetings where we just get together with our laptops and go over business stuff. That's great. I, you know, I'm, I'm always promoting time blocking and having, you know, separate spaces for all those different things, you know, where it's like, this is just business time, or this is just rehearsal time and trying to boundary that is really effective. I think it's great that you guys do that. How do you manage it all with with day jobs. And I mean, obviously the city, you know, you guys live nearby and that's, as you said, sometimes that doesn't even matter the way the, the subways work, but how do you, I mean, are there, are there times that you are just like, what day is today? What is happening? Or yeah. do you kind of have a system down now? Like what's that like? I mean, we're, yeah, we're all, con- <laughs> we're all constantly asking what day it is. Is tonight? What year is it? Or we'll be on tour and asking what state we're in. Cause yeah, we don't even know. We don't even know where we are. You just see corn or dust or <laughs> eggs. eggs. <laughs> everything's the same. Yeah. Everything's, yeah. <laughs> it does get really confusing and really difficult to keep track of. So again, Google sheets. <laughs> <laughs> We make sure our GPS is in the right day and our Google calendars are all aligned. Yeah, make sure we're driving to the right venue in the right state, (laughs) on the right coast. (laughs) Not leaving the van doors open while you're driving. That too. (laughs) Closing the truck before you drive away with all the gear in the back. There's, oh yeah, and and uh, we also have to remind each other always. You know, does everyone have phone, wallet, and keys, and pants, and pants? <laughs> I he- I actually had a whole episode dedicated to me forgetting my pants on <laughs> like all of them. It's the so, first we always yelled when we get back in the van after a show. Does everyone have their pants? All right, good. Not a check. It's right. really important. Well, yeah. Well, we have different show outfits, so we're like, right. where are my pants? Like, it's freezing out. I'm wearing fishnets. Like, <laughs> and and speaking of touring, what has that been like? You know, well, there's so many questions I have about it that I know our audience would want to know about. But let's just start with how do you balance touring 
with your job? Did you make sure you get certain jobs that are more flexible or is it always a new job when you come back from a tour or how do you kind of manage that type of lifestyle? I have a flexible job, so I use vacation time to tour. And I have a lot of different part-time jobs. The reason that I've done that, I've always made sure that every job I take can be flexible. Let's say we go on tour for a week. If I'm working part-time at each job, I'm not necessarily taking off a whole week of work from each place. I'm maybe taking off one or two days because I only go to that place one or two days a week. And then I'm taking the other place one or two days. So all in all, it kind of balances but it's difficult. And then my, my job's also touring. So anytime we're home, I'm home, then I'm like, all right, then we're touring. So (laughs) different circumstances going on. Yeah. But but they all at some point, hopefully align themselves that we (laughs) go out and tour as well. (laughs) It actually, I know for me, at least it's the least stressful when we're on tour because I'm not in three different places at once. (laughs) We're We're not running to our jobs and then running to rehearsal and then running to play a local show or anything like that. It's like, you're in the van, you're all together, you're going to the show. So <laughs> it makes it actually easier for each day. You're focused, you're doing that one thing. You have one minivan, one, <laughs> one, <laughs> one pair of pants. One pair of pants. <laughs> so clearly organization matters a great deal to you all, and that's yes. amazing. What do you do on the mental front when it comes to, you know, your you're changing environments. You were at this job. Now you're on tour and now you're, you know, doing new things and you're promoting your album and then you're back home from tour and then you've got to go back to the job. I mean, how does that affect each of you in terms of your mindset and just kind of acclimating? Do you find it really easy to adjust to the touring and not touring? Or is there something that you do, maybe a routine or any type of ritual to kind of come in and out of it? Or what, what's that experience been like for each of you? Probably the reason we're all crazy. <laughs> I mean, transitioning to tour isn't really difficult, but coming back and sitting at work, I mean, that yeah. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you come back and you're like, can we leave again? You're like, well, can we tour? go on tour again? Because <laughs> you do all this work while you're working and doing all this stuff to go on the tour. And then you're like, cool, I'm on the tour. I'm on the tour. And then you come home and you're like, well, no, I'm not on tour. And now we got to do it all over again. Yep. <laughs> you know? And then we get out our giant map and start playing in the tail on <laughs> We book the next tour. <laughs> it's like you always need that next tour to look forward to. And that's yeah. what keeps you going at your other jobs is like, all right, we're going on tour next month. And would you say that's your favorite part of, of music for you is the live performing? For me, I, definitely. I what about you? Yeah. yeah. All three of us? Yes. <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> I guess my other question for you too around around touring and especially in you know the genre that you're in and you've been able to tour and open up for some amazing bands that I told our listeners about earlier in the episode that that's a lot I mean it, it's a lot going on do you do any of your friends or family was there ever any kind of like overprotectiveness or any kind of maybe misunderstanding something else we've talked a lot on this podcast with other artists is just when fa- family and loved ones just don't get what it is you're doing, have have you found that, or or have the people in your life been fully supportive and they're like, just go rock it, you know, have fun on tour, see you when you get back, or has it been, you know, a mixture? What what's that reception been like? For me, it's been a mixture. I've had. 
definitely supportive, but also like, wait, you're going where? You're sleeping in the van? You're doing what? We really just don't tell them that we're sleeping in the van. Everybody <laughs> <laughs> knows. Yeah. It's just like, call me every night. Let me know you're alive. Um, what do you mean you're sleeping at a gas station? <laughs> at a truck stop at a pilot. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's a lot of that. Like, do you know, do you know where you're going? Do you know who you're, you know, playing the show with? And most times it's no, we'll meet them when we get there. No, we didn't play a random house party with a bunch of dogs outside of the house. That, I forgot about that. Right? Yeah, no, that didn't happen. All the shows are great. Yeah. <laughs> my um, my first tour was Warp Tour. I was still in college, and they were like, you're not going out on the road for two months. I said, well, I'm either going or I guess I'm running away, and you won't see me till I come back for school. And I was, you know, didn't really give them the option to tell me no. They kind of get it now, so. And now that, like, our families know that the three of us know each other, and they all know each of us, it's like, okay, at least we know you guys are together. And and we're pretty safe on the road. We, like, with gear, with the van, we're very... Uh, buddy system. Yeah, buddy system, you know, so. Yeah, we watch out for each other. Yeah. We don't just... Pepper spray. Yeah. Pepper spray. <laughs> 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 I imagine with the amount of organizing and the oh shit bags that you, you guys have your, your bases covered. It's very common, especially for females in this industry, that the pushback is just like, yeah, okay, that's great. As you said, like, I don't, I'm going anyway, like I'm, I'm going to do it. But, um, but I know it can get, you know, exhausting and, and uh, overwhelming sometimes when, when loved ones kind of step in and they, they want to keep you, you know, in this little safe box. And it's like, Oh, you're up on that scary stage doing all that music. (laughs) We definitely got a lot of, maybe not intentionally, but a lot of people, it kind of makes you feel bad. And it's like, what do you mean you're missing this birthday party or you're missing Mm -hmm. this wedding, missing this. And it's like, those are unfortunately the sacrifices that you have to make in this industry. You can't always be at everything at home because you are traveling a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I would, I would think, you know, just thinking about Joan Jett, I mean, what a unbelievable badass, but when she was starting, there's something to be said for not having technology. And so when everybody is so connected all the time and then you go off on tour, it's like, you know, then, then you get the text messages and the phone calls or they want to know where you are, or, you know, it's just a lot, especially when everyone's used to being so connected all the time. Uh, and knowing where everybody is at all times, I think it can be a little bit more like, uh, as you were saying before, sometimes it's hard to shield them from certain things and just not tell them because they'll find out online or they'll find <laughs> out from a, from a Snapchat or something. What was that bathroom you guys were all in? Right. <laughs> Why does it work that at three in the morning? Yeah. Why are you taking selfies with an 18-wheeler? Yeah. <laughs> And so what what do you feel has been the biggest obstacle, whether it's in your particular genre or just in business in general as, as professional musicians? What's been the, the most difficult thing for each of you to overcome as you build your career? Everything. <laughs> My life. No. Well, that's true. Making making those big sacrifices where you're not, maybe you're not earning that steady paycheck or working that high paying job, that comfy, cushy job because you want something flexible to go on tour. I think especially with YouTube and the social media and everything, I think I just, yeah. for me, I just constantly feel old because yeah. <laughs> technology and I feel like I can't keep up with it and I'm not good with it to begin with. I feel that way too. Yeah. So we're just like, oh great, another new social media platform. How do I use this one now? Right. 
So, yeah, I learned an entire new video program to do all of the YouTube videos, so I'm still learning that. Um, I've learned Photoshop on my own, so I'm learning Premiere now, um, and it's just it's a lot. Um, totally I wish it would just curve. I wish it would just work. Right. <laughs> just go. Can you just like here video program? Just edit this for me, thanks. Right. You know, but uh. Yeah. And even playing around with settings for YouTube, like we need the proper lighting or, you know, all the little things that you don't even think about when you watch a video, when you actually yeah. try to make one yourself. It's sound. Yeah, the sound. Yeah. It's like there's so much that goes into it. It looks so simple, but it's really not. Yeah. And we're still learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, the interview unfortunately cuts off there before the file got corrupted. But what a great note to end things on. And it's something that I hope you all keep in mind. We're all still learning. There will never come a time where you feel that you've got it all under control, where it feels like you finally unlocked all of the answers you've been waiting for, because it's not about reaching some endpoint. It's about the journey and the willingness to never give up. I want to thank Annie, Mel, and Roxy for being willing to share their story with us and give us a glimpse into what it's like after you get that sought-out record deal. It's still work. Hell, it's even more work. If it's your goal to be signed to a label, make sure that there's an even bigger goal and a bigger intention behind it. A label is just another tool. It's not a silver bullet to success, and it's not an endpoint. Lastly, get organized. There's too much to juggle for you to be winging this. Whether it's Google Docs or Airtable or Asana or a mixture of things, don't be afraid to take the time to sit and organize your thoughts and what needs to be done. If you would like help organizing this information and getting clear on your goals and next steps, I do encourage you to come join us in Long Beach this September 26th to 28th, and let's get organized together. You can find more information and links to tickets in the show notes, therockstaradvocate.com forward slash EP67. I want to thank you for taking time to listen to the spotlight. I hope you'll follow and subscribe to Jackknife Stiletto's channels because they have much more to share with you. And before you go, I'm curious, did anything in particular hit home with you today? Did anything stick out as inspiring or surprising to you? Be sure to let me know. Leave a comment on the show notes page or send me an email, suz, S-U-Z, at therockstaradvocate.com. Until next time, Rockstar, have a wonderful week, and I hope to see you back here next time so we can get grounded to get rising. Take care.